You are listening to the English Heroes series. Thank you for listening to the English Like an Eagle podcast, helping your English skills fly high. From hollytreeenglish.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the English Heroes series, part of the English Like an Eagle podcast. In this series, I bring you interviews with English hero learners just like you. This episode is the first part of my interview with Aurélie from France. Aurélie is an English hero for many reasons. One of those reasons is that she has found a big why for learning English and she understands the power of that why. Also, she understands that your why or big reason for learning English will change. As your life changes. I hope you enjoy this first part of my interview with Aurélie. So I'm here with Aurélie and uh, I want to say Aurélie thank you for being on the English Like an Eagle podcast. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. So we're going to start with the very simple, usual uh, questions to get to know you. Where are you from? I am from Conflans-Saint-Honorine, which is a suburban city um, of Paris, about 20 minutes uh, northwest of Paris. This is where I was born and grew up. Okay, so stupid second question. (laughs) (laughs) What is your native language? My native language is French, but it's actually not a stupid question because um, there is, um, you know, people that are from other places in in France and their native language may be Arabic or maybe Indian or maybe Spanish because, you know, Europe is a big melting pot. So, So when did you first start learning English? That's a good question. So I first started, I have learned in middle school and high school, like a lot of, you know, French uh, students. Um, And I hated it because the school system was not something for me, I guess, at least to learn language. So I had a second phase of learning English. It was in Miami. So here's the 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 thing is that um when you learn a language like for me in middle school and high school i really didn't like it 
in in whole my university like i went up to master i always had an english class somehow i was able to ditch it like trying to do something else like i was asking the teacher can i do a project or something to cover that so yeah so i really learned for real in 2009 here in miami at florida international university wow <laughs> So I, I guess the question about when you first started, uh, if you were very motivated at the time, the answer is a definite no. <laughs> yeah. Which, well, here's the thing. Um, so I was in literature in high school and language was a big thing. So I, I did Latin, Greek, English, Spanish, and Italian. And English was a very major class for my high school diploma, right? But the whole year I had a seven out of 20 average score, which was not really good for my field. And I remember like about a month before the final test, I went to my English teacher and I asked him, what can I do to at least have a 10 out of 20 to have the average, you know, score and pass. And this teacher told me, I'm not going to add any adjective to him, but uh, he told me, Mrs. Delal, you need a miracle. I'm like, okay, <laughs> well, I had a 10 out of 20. So the miracle happened, but I was still not, English was still not my friend. I can say. Mm -hmm. Yes, but um, so what happened is like I work in the in Guadeloupe, which is a French Caribbean from 2007 to 2009. And as a project officer, I was working with high schooler on, you know, like um, how for them to improve their English, having student exchange and things like that. So I was working on those projects. And I realized that I was working on certain projects that my, I don't speak English. I'm sending those kids to Dominica or St. Lucia for them to improve my English and I'm not speaking English. So at this time I wanted to go to Australia because it was a big trend of French young people to go to Australia with a visa uh, working visa for six months, but I uh, had the chance to meet um, in 2009 in April, Mr. Sanchez, who was the director of the English Language Institute in Miami. He came to Guadeloupe for um, what we call the the Salon de l'étudiant, which is a student, you know, um, exhibit to show them, you know, what curriculum they can do after high school. And I told him, oh, I really want to learn English. I'm thinking about going to Australia. And after the, the, the event, he came to me and he told me, well, your dream will come true. And at this time, I still didn't understand this sentence. I was really bad in English. My dream will come true. Well, what does it mean? What, what is it? It was actually inviting me to come to the English Language Institute to do a three months intensive program, which I did. So I quit my job at the end of August 2009. And I went to Miami for a three months intensive program. So I went back to school. And uh, this is where I really learned English because I was here in the um, like having how many I think it was like, how many hours it was like, three hours in the morning and I think 
three hours in the afternoon. I don't remember. But the, old, the other thing is like I was living with an American lady. I took, um, I rent a room and I was living with a local. So I just had to speak English. I just had to improve. And uh, this is when I really learned English. So I was already, I was 23. So, you know, see it as like, I was already a professional done with school, but I just realized that I had to quit my job and just do a pause in my career and go back to school to learn English intensively. And I, and since then day, like I loved it. It was just amazing because I was in the language, in the culture. I have, I had to, like, nobody was here to speak French with me. So I had no other choice to just speak English. Yeah, that's uh, an interesting situation. It's like sometimes survival gives you the strength to do something when right. in other circumstances or other times you you couldn't. So going back to middle school and high school, um, what problems did you face? Like, what do you think was the the issue that caused you to um, maybe not do so well? I think it's just the way we teach language in school, in the school system. I think it's, it's for friends, but probably other country as well. We don't make it practical. We make it for the grade. We make, okay, you have to learn English because you have a test next week. You know, and it's just like when you're kids, you don't realize how much you will need English in the future. You just think, oh, they bother me with those score. Okay, I just got to pass this test and just got get graduated, you know? And I think in school, we should more have like practical things like, okay, if you learn English, this is what you're going to be able to, you will be able to do this. You're going to be able to watch a movie. You're going to be able to listen to the news. You'll be able to meet people, to travel and have real life situation. Even though it's in the classroom, it's still possible. And I think with the system, uh, but it's, it's not only for language, not only for English, it's for other things. It's just like what, like how teacher can make it relevant for a middle schooler or high schooler to learn a topic. And I, I like, when you're at this age, you're kind of silly. You don't think about your future, just like, ah. Eh. But I think we're still like the teacher. It's not the teacher problem, it's the system, you know, the educational system that don't make it like, okay, we are teaching those kids practical life skill. Because right now this is a life skill. It's just like, you cannot, in this world, in 2021, you cannot be monolingual. That this is just like, you reduce so much your possibility and opportunity for your future that it's just not a possibility to just have one language. And we don't tell those kids that. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I think, even when uh, I teach adults, when it comes to learning grammar, I try to help them understand that, you know, you want to improve your speaking skills, but you need grammar to have good speaking skills. You need grammar to have good listening skills because you need to know how we put sentences together, but it doesn't have to be boring. There are a million ways to make it fun 
and right. funny and right. interesting and relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, and there yeah. are a million ways to learn a language and we don't I- explore those in school. Exactly. Yes, we like, we put aside in school a whole like 90% of how our brain function. Our brain is like function with visual, it work with, with like audio, all of that. It work with like when you manipulate, like it's like tactical. And, and we don't use that in school. Like if you mm-hmm. use, like, I love to use mental map. Mental maps sometimes just make like, okay, when you talk about grammar, Oli, I love that because grammar can be, I don't get it. And it just, if you just show a mental map to a student, how, how let's say, we talk about passé composé, right? Passé composé is a real headache for French learners, right? It, well, if you make it a, show them a mental map, then everything for some people that are very visual, they're going to see, oh, this is what you mean. Oh, there's an auxiliary. Oh, oh, okay. And some people will be more audio. So when you have to learn the conjugation, like let's say all those um, irregular verbs, how to learn them. Why not audio? Why not singing them? Why not drawing them? Why not playing with them with flashcards, you know? And then, uh, right. Yeah, there's a lot you can do with a language. There, there really is. And in defense of teachers, especially in my country, um, just to be fair, um, unfortunately, especially in my country, the class sizes in high school and uh, in the public system are huge, uh-huh. almost unmanageably or um, very huge, very large. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the problems, really. It makes things very difficult to be um, so flexible. Right. It's, so thankfully, uh, these days, there are some more choices. Uh, there are online schools that the government supports. And this is allowing for some more um, flexibility and Mm -hmm. uh, also teachers. um, There are some very amazing teachers. I remember one teacher I had my final year in high school who gave us a test to check our learning style, the, the way that our brains take new information Mm -hmm. and he had for his uh, during his years of teaching he had collected many many different activities Mm -hmm. for each thing that he needed to teach and these activities connected to different learning styles Mm -hmm. so he learned about the mm, the classes Uh, Or the the class, like, did he have a lot of visual learners? Did he have a lot of audio learners like that? And then he basically created his plan for the year uh, connected to the results of that test. And that stayed with me. At that time, I did not know that 
I was going to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I thought, teacher? No, no way. But um, I agree with you, Oli. You have <laughs> wonderful teacher. And like I said, it's not the fault of teachers, the system. The mm-hmm. class are crowded and they have, the teacher have the pressure to um, get certain score because of the school. Yeah. Um and so, and that as the detriment of the students, right? And, yeah. and it's just like, we're not learning things pers- purposefully. And this is mm-hmm. what is lacking, I think, the education for middle schooler or high schooler is the purpose. And this is what, and you have amazing teacher, like you said, that will have great ideas, great things, but they have to go beyond what is asked. They have to take from their personal time. They have to take, you know, uh, you know, take work at home to work on the weekend to have this time to apply new things. And not all the teachers want to do that, you know, which I, we can all understand why. And I think what happened in 2009 when I learned also English and I loved it, it's because I find a purpose. So when you learn something with a purpose, then it all makes sense. You just like it. Well, it, here's the story. I met my husband at FIU, Florida International University, when I was learning English here in Miami. So English was, was also very, very purposeful for me because I had to communicate with him because he's American. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I had a double yeah. reason. I, 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 I had a double reason to learn English. It was for me as, you know, like self uh, achievement and growth and professional achievement but also now I had another purpose it was love it was like okay mm-hmm. I have to improve my English because we have to find a way to really communicate correctly and understand yeah <laughs> so, you cannot you cannot build a marriage without no. with zero communication that it doesn't work yeah I agree with you (laughs) yeah imagine how communication can be already hard when you speak the same language so (laughs) oh yes absolutely so I'm actually building um and working on uh a, a program it's very slow but I'm working on as part of my system for helping students a um a some some things to help students find their their purpose and understand it because sometimes you can find a big purpose very easily and other times um for some reason uh when someone says find your big why find your big reason for something and your brain just says what I don't know. I mean, how do how do I put a big why in uh, a small sentence? Mm-hmm. You know, my brain doesn't work does not work that way. So I um, am developing something to help students find little whys that come that come together to make a big why. Mm-hmm. Um, love that yeah so um that's exciting it's exciting to hear Mm -hmm. you talk about purpose because 
it's like okay this yeah <laughs> and there is this will work <laughs> it would definitely work because like um and and the and the why can change like like learners can understand when you learn english you can have one first why that is okay i want to change i, I want to improve english for work i want to improve english for travel right or in my case for love now when you move on in life and you improve your english you realize that you have new why right you have new why and for example for me one of achievements was like to laugh at comedy right english comedy mm. and the day the first time i remember at laugh at kevin hart stand up um i was like i get the joke and getting the joke i was getting the culture you know i was getting okay because beside the english you know language you have all the sub you know under meaning of you know what he mean um what it means so it's just like you get also your grasp of the on the culture you know and it's just this is so amazing so the why become more integration on the culture you don't even know you're learning english for that but then when you live in an english country you're just like i need also to understand you know the humor and the culture and all of that that make you know this this country and people you know especially um when you're interested by social issue or things like that then it becomes necessary also to really get um those type of you know content and discussion yeah i really like that when you say that your why can change because mm -hmm. i think we forget that um i know as uh, i'm trying to create a business but also you know i'm trying to study uh some different languages and uh i keep thinking because the business the the big names in business say you need to find your big why you need to find your big why and number one that's difficult for me as i said first mm -hmm. of all <laughs> and number two uh i keep thinking and uh, maybe other people have this problem too thinking i need to have this big why that will uh keep me motivated to do this thing my whole life and like you said you don't have to it mm. changes when your life changes your why changes exactly i give you another example um now i'm a mother of a 3 years old child right so my english still improving because now i have the language of school what the teacher tell me oh my son his name is lucien oh lucien did this and that in school and i'm just like this is term that i don't know you know this is mm. thing that I, i don't know so i have to learn you know how to manage life now as a mother of a child for who the first language is english he obviously you know speak french and understand french but because he's growing up here in the united states his first language is english so i have to also navigate a new a new word of language uh, of uh, english expression and new things so my why is evolving as my life is changing and when you talk about business also learning english was a big thing because 
all the program you're talking about, about business, you know, and, and self-development and all of that, webinar, course online, all of that, all of that is in English. I am in, in mm -hmm. we met because I, I am able to follow and study and work in English. Without English, that's would, true. Yeah, <laughs> with English, without English, I would not be able to do all the things that I'm doing, you know. And it's just for me, it has been amazing how my why has evolved and how it helped me grow, like as a person, as an entrepreneur, as a teacher. It's just um, for me, I am like forever grateful for English language because. Even, you know, like, like I was talking earlier about social issue, um, my husband is black Caribbean and my baby is mixed. I have to understand the racial issue in the United States. I have to understand the BLM movement. I have to understand the history of the United States. All of that, all the resources, the documentary, the document, da, 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 all of that is in English. So if I am not speaking English or understanding English, I cannot be purposefully a person, you know, involved in those issues and understand what is my position as a white woman here in the United States, having a black husband, you know? So it's just, um, it, it's just the language is so much more than just the language. This is just, for me, it's just incredible. English, I just love the language now, but because it came to a point of like, I'm leaving the language, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. I hope you have enjoyed part one of my interview with Aurélie from France. Now it is time for the episode question. If you have an answer to the episode question that you would like to share with me, please go to the web page for this episode and leave a comment to let me know. I would love to hear from you. The question is, what is your big why or your purpose for learning English? One more time. What is your big why or purpose for learning English? And a second question that I have for you is, has your purpose changed since the beginning? Again, has your purpose changed since the beginning? Also on the web page, you will find a link to Aurélie's website where she teaches French. You will also find a link to sign up for a free language planning session with me. And you will also find a link to donate to this podcast with a small money gift if you can. And now I want to say thank you to Aurélie for being on the English Like an Eagle podcast. I want to say thank you to Neil for his lovely flute music. And as always, I want to say thank you to you for listening. You 
have been listening to the English Like an Eagle podcast, helping your English skills fly high from hollytreeenglish.com. This is Holly or Teacher Holly saying goodbye until next time.